Hello and welcome to DIY Data 5. I'm your host, Michael Yurig. Today is August 11th, 2021, and this is episode 28, Perfect Parenting. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the concept of getting it right or perfect parenting. Um, today is just going to be a dad episode, and a lot of it is going to be around these questions that I received um, from one of our listeners. And um, they're really good questions, and I did answer them directly to um, the individual partially. Um, I didn't give him all of my input, um, but I did give him some of my input um, uh, on it, and I'll, I'll give you that input uh, as well. Um, but I did want to elaborate. Um, so uh, first, I wanted to uh, really start off with what was uh, the question and um, that kind of spurred on uh, this episode. Uh, so the question that I was asked was, what are some of the most important ways that you create an environment that nurtures your kids' talents, growth, social skills, etc.? Um, so this is actually a very common question um, that um, a lot of parents will be asked. It can be asked in different ways. Um, and before I get into the details of what the quote-unquote answer is, uh, I want to say, um, like I said, that my wife and I have been asked this question many different ways. Um, one way we've been asked is how do you adjust for your kids' lack, quote, of socialization slash public resources with being homeschooled? So being homeschooled, you know, our kids don't go to a public school. Um, so a lot of people are, you know, always wondering, ooh, how... How do you adjust because they don't get all this other interaction with other people? Uh, another way we are asked is, how do you manage to give time to each child, child with having five kids? You know, there's two of us, five of them. You know, how do you, um, you know, manage that kind of uh, dynamic with your family? Or another way um, we get this kind of question is um, just general astonishment um, when seeing how well-rounded our kids actually seem uh, and wanting to see how we do it even before knowing we have five kids or knowing that we homeschool them. So sometimes people will see, you know, just one of our children or two of our children um, and they'll interact with them and, and they'll see how they behave, their mannerisms, their behaviors, um, how well-behaved they are, um, you know, how educated they, they behave and that kind of stuff, which most children act one way outside the home and one way inside the home. So I will say they generally act way better outside of the home, which is what you want, because if they're going to misbehave, you want them to do that at home where you can correct them, not out in public, because that means you are teaching them well. Um, but a lot of people will, you know, act like, hey, how do you teach your kids to act like this? And that's one of the ways that we kind of get this kind of question is uh, out of astonishment of, you know, how do you teach your children to behave like this? Um, and then they find out that, you know, oh, you have five kids. Oh, you homeschool them too. That kind of is the trajectory of that kind of conversation. So going into our quote unquote answer, um, again, back to the original question, how it was asked again, verbatim, what are some of the most important ways that you create an environment that nurtures your kids' talents, growth, social skills, etc. So talents obviously is talking to what a kid is naturally good at. So you have to 
know your child. You have to be around your child. You have to examine your child. Um, their growth. So this goes a lot of different ways. So how do you nurture their growth? Um, so obviously this is their physical health, their mental health, this kind of thing. So you, again, you have to be paying attention to them and you also have to know what's good for them. So you have to pay attention to what the doctor says, pay attention to what's going on with your child when things are going wrong, going right, that kind of thing as well. Know what's happening to them when they're interacting with other people and things like that as well. Um, their social skills, make sure they're learning how to interact with other people. I've talked about this on other podcasts and stuff like that as well. And the et cetera. You know, there's all types of things that, you know, we've talked about before and, and things like that. Um, you know, so this is what is the most important ways that you create an environment that nurtures. So that's that's the key to this question. How do you create the environment that nurtures? Not about all the other stuff. So let's skip the talents, growth, social skills, etc. How do you create an environment that nurtures? So this is actually about us as parents and how do we parent, okay? How do we parent? So here's my answer, and these are general guidelines I try to follow with all of our children. One, you do you. We can always look to other parents and professionals for advice, but in the end, we are the parents or parent if you're a single parent and it is our responsibility to raise our children and don't ever let someone else make you feel ashamed or inadequate for your efforts too many times we either a pass the buck and let somebody else parent our children and in the long run it's our failure if our children aren't raised appropriately we'll pass it off to a school we'll pass it off to a relative or, or some other agency or some other group or their, their friends or their friend's family. And if something goes wrong with our children, really the only person to blame is ourselves. We are the parent. It is our jobs to raise our children. So again, I got to take the responsibility onto myself and I got to make sure I'm the one in the lead. Second, it's okay to, to get advice, but if you don't follow the advice, that's your decision, but don't let somebody make you feel bad for not taking their advice. So you can reach out to family, you can reach out to friends, you can reach out to professionals, you can reach out to doctors, to school administrators, to whoever it is you want to reach out to, that's fine. If you don't want to keep their advice and, and go with it, that's fine as well. But you have to remember, you have to be okay with your decision. There is wisdom in many counselors. Make sure you choose your counselors wisely. You know, you don't wanna go to the mom who keeps getting arrested for child abuse and say, hey, how should I treat my children? And she says, well, you should smack them until they listen. Probably not a good idea. But if you go and you talk to parents who obviously raise their children and you think their children are turning out to be respectable and they, they do well in school and all that other things, then okay, maybe those are the parents you wanna seek advice from. But again, in the long run, you are the one who is responsible. Two, they aren't you. This is talking about your children, and that's okay. Get over it and get over it fast. Um, too many times we have dreams of how we will enjoy seeing them grow up, not how 
we grew up, but how we wanted to grow up. Um, and we'll actually try and conform them. Uh, we'll try and conform them to grow up um, how we wish we drew, uh, grew up or how we dreamt them to grow up. Uh, so, you know, we all want our kids to be successful, um, but that actually looks different for everyone. And your dreams may actually be their nightmare if you pursue your passions through your child. And it could actually crush your spirit so much it not only defeats your purpose of helping them succeed in life, that you not only hinder them, but you actually stop them and reverse their trajectory towards success and what God actually intended them to do. So your dreams for them could be, I don't know, I'm gonna have a kid and I want them to be a doctor. That's a great dream. You know, we want them to succeed. You want them to, to strive and have this wonderful career and help tons of people and stuff like that. But Johnny wants to be uh, an art major, and he's really good at art, and he's going to use art to spread a, a hope message or, or whatever he's going to do, and he has not a bone in his body that could possibly drive him to be a doctor. But you drive him to be a doctor, push him to be a doctor, do all this stuff, you downplay artists and stuff like that, and you just crush his spirit whatsoever. That is not what we should be doing. Now, most parents won't do it that way. That's understandable. But there are people in different um, levels that will do certain things like that. They'll do it in sports, they'll do it um, with musical instruments, they'll do it in art, they'll do it in a lot of different avenues of life. Um, that they will, they'll have this dream or this thing where they think, you know, my kids got to do all of these things because I never had a chance to do it. Or they have to try a million different things because I never had a chance to, or they got to try all these things because they'll never know if they don't try it all. Well, that might not be what that kid needs to do in order to be successful. They may need to find one thing or two things. Um, and the more you push them away from what they actually need, the, the farther away from what they need, you um, are hindering them from actually getting towards success. So it's actually more important that you let go of your dreams and uh, aspirations for them and actually concentrate on looking at the child and seeing what the child needs. So basically the biggest thing out, out of that is the, the portion of they aren't you is give up on the you aspect and concentrate on the them aspect. So yes, dream big for them, but keep your dreams super simple and look at them and see really who are they and grow it from there. So that ties into the next one, which is KISS, which is K-I-S-S, and if you haven't heard of this acronym, it's Keep It Simple Stupid. Yes, there can be too complicated for your kids. Um, this is something as too many activities for one kid or too many activities or goals for your family to manage to adequately support your child in their developmental needs. Um, one thing is, uh, you know, we need to make sure that for every, uh, for even, for every goal that we have, um, we're not filling our calendar so much that we can't put in the proper time to accomplish our goals and, and we're overdoing it for our child. You know, this is the classic, you know, our kids can't get to practice, they can't stay after late for practice for extra, 
for extra help in a certain sport because then they got another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And they never really get enough time to adequately develop in a skill. You know, this is the the parent who thinks their child needs to try everything out or they need to be involved in every little thing. You know, sports this, music that, art classes this, you know, violin this, and, and they're in 5,000 different AP classes. Chill. They're not that good in everything. They can't be that good in everything. Adults can't be that good in everything. Slim it down. All right? You're also driving yourself nuts. Um, so you got to simplify the schedule. You know, yes, there's going to be things where the child might be driving it, but as the adult, you need to help the child learn the word no. Um, you know, if they're involved in one thing and there's a lot tied to that one thing, that is very different than trying to be tied into a million different things that are, are really splitting their attentions so that they can't focus on something that's very good for them. And next, under this, there should be a constant conversation going on to assess if goals are being met and if things need to be adjusted to better take advantage of changes in the situations. So as things are happening, and I've talked about this before, you know, are things changing in what you are doing? So um, have you moved and you just really can't take advantage of a certain program they were involved in? Or is it just too far for a certain activity or a certain class that you used to go to with your kid or, um, you know, is, is something better suited now because maybe your kid just doesn't really care about a certain activity or um, something like that. You really do need to constantly be having an open conversation between parents, between um, anybody who's involved in your child's life, and if your uh, child is old enough with your child to know what is going to be the best thing for that child. You know, ask your child, are you enjoying this? Would you like to get more involved? If not, change things up. The next thing is to really concentrate on what matters. Um, in Philippians 4.8, um, it's a really uh, important thing. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So really when it comes to your child, if you are going to really want to hone in on getting any of it right, concentrate on the long game. What are you really trying to teach your child? Whether it be through music, through art, through sports, through academics, through the proper behavior, through household chores, through whatever it is, what are you trying to teach them? Are you trying to teach them proper character traits? Are you trying to teach them, um, you know, I mean, character traits are really the, the, the basis of it. You know, are you, are you trying to uh, teach them the love of God? Are you trying to teach them, you know, just general life lessons? A lot of it has to be about the long game. You know, if you're just trying to teach them about how to play basketball, whoop-de-doo. People play basketball all the time. 
that's not very hard. But if you really are trying to instill lifelong strength, lifelong endurance in what is going to help them succeed in life, you've really got to concentrate on the long game of life and values and things like that. So yes, um, sports, horse riding lessons um, can in, can contribute to the important things, um, but we must teach them um, how to keep the other things in mind. So teach them that, you know, going to dance lessons is important, but going through the entire season because we committed to something, that's the true lesson. Um, you know, we, ha- we have to teach them to keep the other things in, in mind more, not just we go because mommy and daddy paid for it. You know, when things get tough, we teach them, you know, it's the sticking with it that's also important, not just the we do it because you said you wanted to do it kind of thing. You know, we, ha- we help them learn. Um, so teaching ourselves to think about the long game is what's important. We have to teach ourselves this kind of thinking as well. Um, and when you're spending time to pour into your children, we want to make sure that our efforts will grow in them skills and traits, traits that will translate into areas of life that we cannot plan for because we will have no idea what their future has in store for them. So don't plan for them to go to college. Don't plan for them to have X, Y, or Z job. Don't plan for them to be married. Don't plan for them to have kids. Don't plan for this, that, or the other thing. Plan to teach them how to be self-learners. Plan to teach them how to be resilient. Plan to teach them this or that skill or this or that trait because that's what's going to help them in the future. Don't plan to plan every aspect of their future because you're not going to be able to because we don't know what's going to be in their future. Eventually, you won't be there for their future and you got to make sure that what you teach them can help them adjust to their future without you. So going back to the initial question of What are some of the most important ways you can create an environment that nurtures your kids' talents, growth, social skills, and et cetera? I go back to the environment. The environment is knowing that you are, you basically got into the business of growing a human being into a person that one day is going to say, thank you, I no longer need you. You've taught me so much, I can do it on my own now. So you need to make sure that what you're teaching them is stuff so they don't have to rely on you. So don't worry about what their talents are. Don't worry about what their skills are or their social skills. Because those, if you're paying attention, because that's key, if you're paying attention, will become apparent. What you need to do is utilize your abilities, so knowing yourself, to teach them life skills that will prepare them for adulthood. And as you're doing that, you'll notice what their talents are, and you'll take 
those talents and you'll start using their talents because you don't know what their talents are going to be until they become apparent. And you're going to use those talents and you're going to guide their talents and you're going to talk to the people that are available to you at their schools and stuff like that. Um, and you're going to go forward and you're going to do that because you're a good parent. Um, but your life is going to dictate that. Um, because to be honest, as a child, their talents might take them nowhere. Their skills might not take them anywhere as a child. It might not do anything until they're an adult. Um, personally, as a child, my skills and talents didn't really do anything for me um, until I became an adult. And that's perfectly fine. But it was what my parents taught me as a child that really made it for me as an adult to be uh, self-sufficient, to be able to take my talents and skills and really achieve a lot as an adult. Well, I hope you like today's podcast. If you do, uh, you can please subscribe. Um, also, uh, if you like, please share my podcast. Uh, for anybody who's looking to share it, you can tell anybody they can just search DIY Data 5. If you like, you can also email me at podcast at DIYdata5.com or you can find me on Instagram, DIY Data 5. Thank you, and I'll see you in two weeks.